Well, we are so grateful that you took some time this morning to be a part of Pack the House. Uh, we are in our series that we started a couple weeks ago called Choose Joy, and we have been looking through the book of Philippians, looking at really what is probably one of the most positive, most, most joyful, happiest books that we can find in the Bible. And this morning, what we're going to do in this Pack the House idea is, is look specifically at why it's so important that we stick together in this, that we make every effort to continue to rally around each other, and as we do that, it will help each of us to choose joy. And maybe it sounded a little bit weird when we started talking about doing a pack the house, realizing that, that the health officials and the government authorities, that they're still telling us that you got to stay spread out, you got to continue to keep social distancing. But what we have to realize is that even though all of us can't physically be in the same room right now, what we need to do is we need to recognize that we still need to be connected as best that we can. So what I want to share with you this morning really quickly is why it matters that we pack the house. When I was a senior living, uh, I was going to college down in Salem, Oregon, and I was living in a house with some guys. My grandparents uh, called them Granny and Papa. Granny and Papa said they were going to come down and visit. They said, we're coming down. And so on the afternoon that they were going to arrive, I was driving to the house that we were living in, and I was heading into the neighborhood. And as I drove into the neighborhood, I noticed their van was parked several blocks away from the house that I was living in. I thought, well, that's kind of weird. Why, why, why did they stop there? And then I noticed there was a garage sale happening. I was like, oh, Granny and Papa, we're trying to see what might be available. And so, so I parked over by their van, and I headed into the things that were being sold. And I, I looked into the garage, and I saw Papa. And he was standing at a table that, where they were selling a whole bunch of tools. And so I walked over, and I stood right next to Papa. And he hadn't seen me coming. He was paying attention to the tools, and he hadn't seen me coming. And it was the end of summer, so my tan was pretty dark at the time. And I surprised him, and I got so close to him so quick, and he wasn't expecting it, that he was scared to look and see who it was. And because he was kind of afraid to look and see who it was, he didn't recognize me. He literally, my grandpa, who was coming to see me, didn't realize it was me. And so instead of saying something, he decided he would just create a little bit of distance with this person that was now standing next to him. And so he just slid a little bit to his right. And when he slid a little bit to his right, rather than saying like, hey, Papa, it's me, I just decided I would slide a bit over and stand close to him again. And because he wasn't expecting me to show up at the garage sale, and because he was surprised that some young guy was suddenly standing close to him, he just kept slowly moving around the table. And I just kept slowly following him around the table. But he was so unsure and he was so unsettled for why this young guy was, was up in his space that he never actually took time to look and recognize who I was. So I was probably mean, and I played this game with my papa for, for several minutes and just kept following him around this garage sale because he wasn't expecting me. He was surprised to have this young guy standing really close to him, and I just kept, I just kept moving. I kept following him wherever he would go. And I just kept playing this game with papa for several minutes, and eventually I said, hey, papa, it's me. And he started laughing so hard because he was trying to get away from me the whole time. And he began to say, he's like, I couldn't figure out why this young Greek guy kept following me everywhere. And during this pack the house, what we recognize is that we have been separated physically for so long that what we wanted to attempt to do is through this virtual reunion, see some faces. And not just see faces, but hear some stories because we can't forget about each other. We need to recognize that we're all going through the same thing. And in our isolation, it's really easy to forget that life is still happening for other people. That kids are still growing up. That adults are shrinking. I know some of you are losing weight. And there's others of us that are not shrinking. 
There's been some beards that have been grown. Some tattoos have been applied. School has stopped and then started again. Jobs have been changed. And it's really easy to forget each other. But what we have to remember and to recognize is that, that you and I, we are connected to an incredible church. And the reason that this church is incredible isn't because of anything that we are doing as pastors or as leaders, but we as a group are following the most amazing God. And he has brought together some very remarkable people, being you. And so this morning, my goal is to help us choose joy and celebrate and recognize all that God is doing and the way that God is working in Silver Creek and working through the people that call this their church. Now, because I'm limited in time this morning, we're not going to read the section out of Philippians, but we're still going to highlight some of these verses. But I'm convinced that God wants you to hear this this morning, that he wants to speak to our hearts and help each of us see these five reasons why Silver Creek, why we still need to choose joy, and why coming together and pack the house and connecting as best we can will help us choose joy. The first reason that it matters is this. The first reason is so that you and I, we can see that God continues to transform lives even in a pandemic. If you've been around church for a while, you've probably heard that it's dangerous to pray that God would teach you patience. Because when you say, God, would you teach me patience, the way that he typically causes or helps us learn that is he puts us into difficult and trying times so that we can practice and develop patience. And what I'm convinced has happened is a whole bunch of people, too many people, started praying for patience and endurance at the beginning of, 200, 220, in, beginning of 2020. A bunch of you were praying that God would help you develop patience. And if that was you, would you please hurry up and learn and move on? Because the rest of us are done. Here's what Paul wrote in Philippians. Paul said this, For God is always working in you, giving you both the desire to obey him, the power to do what pleases with him. The Greek word there for working is the Greek word energos, which means energy. Which means God is the energy inside of us. He is the power within us. It's not our willpower. It's not our strength. It's God that gives us the power that's working in us and through us. That no matter what we're facing, he continues to work in us. Over the past 10 years for Silver Creek, we have, well, one of the groups that we have struggled with the most to provide ministry to and programming to are those individuals that are just outside of high school, that are just starting their careers and we've tried some different things, but, but rarely has it stuck. And Elizabeth has had a real heart for this age group, and she's continued to try to connect them and create ministry. And honestly, during this pandemic, during this time of isolation, one of the strongest connect groups that we've had is a group of 20-somethings, young women. And Elizabeth has organized this group, and there's 11 young ladies now that are a part of this, and they literally have met every single week. I believe it's pretty much every single week they've met on Zoom in all of this stay-home business. And at 7 o'clock, man, they are all just locking in. They spent the first several months digging into how and why God created them, seeing that God's desire is that his story and their story would collide. They've been having these amazing conversations about what a relationship with Jesus looks like and what it's all about. They're now diving into and investigating how God has uniquely designed each of them and how that plays out in their relationships and how that plays out in their lives. So you, being here this morning, a part of Pack the House, gives you a chance to recognize and know that in the middle of a pandemic, we can choose joy because God is still continuing to transform lives and that he is at work and that as a church, we still matter. Today, it's also important that we recognize that to collectively, we need to be grateful for how God is working. If Goldilocks and the Three Bears were written in 2020, it would go something like this. She would say something like, well, this bed is too hard, and this bed is too soft, and this bed still has a bear in it. 
Or when she started eating porridge, it would be, well, this porridge is too hot, and this porridge is too cold, and this porridge was eaten by murder hornets. Because right now, it doesn't seem like anything that you can do or anything that happens works out. It doesn't matter what you say. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter what you think. It doesn't matter what you post. People just aren't happy with it. You either didn't say it strong enough, or you said it you didn't say it gentle enough, or you didn't say it loud enough, or you didn't say it soft enough, or you didn't say it aggressive enough, or you didn't say it passive enough. And for you and I, when we begin to take that stance towards what people say, what happens is we're no longer able to be grateful for how God is working because we're trusting way too much in how other people are responding. And so we're too worried about how they're responding not to be trusting in God. And when we aren't trusting in God, then we can't be grateful for how he was working. Verse 14 challenges us this way. It says, do everything without complaining or arguing so no one can speak a word of blame against you. Tuesday is a pretty big deal for our country. But don't forget this, that no matter who wins, no matter what propositions pass, no matter what taxes become law, this verse still applies. No matter what happens, you and I are called to not complain and not to grumble. Even if the candidate that you think should win is that you think is the best, whether they win or not, you and I are still called to move forward without complaining or arguing. Because ultimately, God is still working. And the way that you and I respond to the outcome of the election speaks more about the character of who you are than who it is that you voted for. Which leads us right into the third reason why Pack the House Matters. The third reason that it matters is to remember that we are still the light during dark days. And not only are there a lot of difficult situations in our world and in our country and our community, starting today physically, it's just going to get darker earlier every single day. But you and I, we are still called to be the light that represents God. We are are called to represent God, the God of hope to our world. And maybe that feels like pressure, or maybe we just need to see it as a remarkable privilege. Paul describes it this way. He says, you are to live clean and pure lives as children of God in a broken and corrupt generation. You are to shine like stars, lighting up a dark world. Over the next couple of weeks, Elizabeth and I, are we're actually going to be coming to your houses and delivering some candles to remind each and every one of us that we are the light of the world. And our hope is that as you receive those candles, you will know that these candles are being spread out all across our community because we are still the church and we are still responsible to be the light in the world. And if by chance you're not getting our weekly emails or are getting a text message reminding you about those, then we may not have your information. So if you're not getting those, in the chat, would you just begin to just give us your email and we, or your, your address? Because we want to bring you one of those candles. Because we want to remember that we are the light representing Jesus to our community. The light that has the possibility to change lives. The light that is ultimately the hope in the middle of a very dark world, in the middle of a dark time. And as we share the light, what we also need to remember the next thing is to celebrate that God is still impacting lives through Silver Creek. Over the past seven months during COVID-19, your church, Silver Creek, has continued to impact lives in our community. Let me just tell you some of the ways. We passed out gift cards as thank yous to teachers throughout the Edmond School District. On Mother's Day, we took donuts over to a nearby senior living complex and gave donuts to all of the ladies there. We have had multiple people start serving at the food bank serving thousands of people every week. We have individuals that have started volunteering at Greater Trinity Academy, and as a church, we've sent nearly over $50,000 to help their education efforts. Every week, we have two testing sites for COVID-19 that happen right here in our parking lot. 
We've had $3,000 that have been donated in gift cards that have been passed out to families in our community. We have DVDs that are made every week of our services that are passed out to individuals that don't have the internet. As a church, we paid for the salaries and all of the health insurance for about seven months for the teachers that are, and the administrators that are part of the school down in El Salvador at our sister church. We started a prayer and helpline, and we've been able to pay the utility bills and rent and provide counseling. We had a clutch replaced in a gentleman's car, all for people that just live right around our church. We've loaned tables and chairs to families so that they could help create their home offices and their distant learning situations so it would be less of a burden. We helped Meadowdale High School's their high school graduation event this past spring. We've had people take meals and groceries and supplies that were delivered to those that have been diagnosed with COVID-19. And we've had tons and tons and tons of masks that were created and handed out. In fact, we had one gal that was making masks that had a Sonic design. She was contacted by Gary Payton, the former Sonic, and he's wearing one of their masks. And I am 100% positive I have not covered everything that's been done. But what we know is that lives are still impacted, and this is what God calls us to do. Verse 17 says this, But I will rejoice even if I lose my life pouring it out like a liquid offering to God, just like your faithful servant is an offering to God. So many of you have continued or found or started ways to serve God by serving others. And it's so difficult to know everything that's going on, but what we need to know is that we have accomplished so many things as a church, and we've still continued to impact lives, and as a result, we can choose joy because we've been pouring ourselves out for other people. And that gives us reason to rejoice. Last reason for Pack the House and why it's important this morning is that we need to know that we aren't alone in what we believe. Sadly, we can't see each other this morning. We can't stand and talk after we're done. We can't have a meal together. But I want you to know you're not alone. Certainly, we're separated at the moment, but we are connected around what we believe and who we believe in. We are connected in the fact that we have decided to follow the same Jesus. And it can be easy to feel isolated with all that's going through, but recognize we are all facing similar struggles, and our joy can be in the fact that we aren't alone in what we believe. Last verse, this is what Paul says. He says, and I want all of you to share that joy. Paul is talking about all that has been done, all that has been accomplished because of people's lives and through people's lives because, and centered around the common belief of Jesus. And part of that joy and what you can help us do is when somebody comes to your mind Understand that it's likely God bringing them to your mind, so reach out. Send them a text, reach out on Facebook, phone call, email, whatever. Send them a card. We have to be, continue to rally around each other because we're not alone in this. We can encourage one another. We can be the light in a dark world. And we continue to choose joy knowing that we serve the same God. And we can continue to see God impact our world. There's some next steps in there. I'd encourage you to look at those. Let's pray. God, this morning, we just thank you for the opportunity to come together to, to, to rally around who you are and around what you're doing here at Silver Creek. God, thank you so much for all that you've done in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.